Cook's house. It is not often you can summarize an entire press conference with three words, but I think this was one of those press conferences. You are Locked On Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cougs, the podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Andrew, to break down all things Cougs. If you're a U of H fan or just a hater who can't stop by, please be sure to subscribe down below. That way you can listen to Cougs and your news feed each and every day. We appreciate you making Locked On Cougs your first listen of the day. Welcome back to the YouTube channel. That's where you found us. It is so good to see you again. Remember to subscribe, download, get us to our next 250. We're doing a giveaway every 250. The last one was 1750. Uh, Shouts to Kenneth. Make sure you respond to the dm and those kind of things find me and so we can get you that prize next giveaway is gonna be at 2000 that's a big marker 2k we'll do something big for that one hit subscribe to help us get their like comment the video let's know in the contest if after talking all about the press conference introductory press conference uh feels like a post-game press conference we won i digress you don't know what to say tell us in the comments down below if you would catch up on the top or the side of your french fries now today's episode is all about the introductory press conference of one Willie Fritz. Willie Fritz is a great coach's name. I also was told he'd say Willie more because, well, Will Fritz is uh, also his name. It's a very different sounding coach. Willie Fritz is a great coach's name, isn't it? Willie Fritz, great coach's name. And it's going to be a great coach reason. I want to talk about the things that stuck out to me with the press conference. Obviously, in the first part, we're going to talk about his creed. He opened with recruit, retain, and develop. But I thought he had more to his... Uh, introduction than just a creed so that's gonna be the second segment and the third and final segment i'll talk about tillman fertita and other supporting comments that were made in the introductory presser now i should say that the big takeaway from uh willie fritz's press conference was retain uh, recruit retain develop that's the big one but when he took the mic and opened with a go coogs let's go yell I have to say, it felt like a man seizing the moment. It felt like authentic emotion. Uh, someone in that crowd had yelled Fritzmas to kind of get the emotions riled up, obviously. But it it just felt so genuine. It felt like a very, like, this guy is 63 years old and is excited as a baby or a child on Christmas, right? He's excited for what has happened at the U of H. He mentioned after saying some different thank yous, uh, saying he didn't have any hobbies, and we'll talk more about that later, um, that his creed is those three words, recruit, retain, develop. He wants to recruit bona fide division one student-athletes with character. That's a big deal to him. I'm reading his words at this point. It's a real big deal to me. I'm proud of the fact that we graduated every guy that went through our program at Tulane. We're going to do the same thing here at the University of Houston. We're going to recruit the heck out of the state of Texas. I don't know why you wouldn't. The best high school football is played here in this state, and I'm fortunate to a bunch of high school coaches, and I'm excited about renewing my acquaintances with those guys. We talk about retain. you got to provide a culture where your kids can thrive and grow and get better on the field, off the field, in the classroom, whatever it might be. I'm proud of the fact that there's 133 schools to play Division I football. We've been in the bottom 10 of guys entering the transfer portal. I think that tells you a lot about the type of culture that we've had at different places I've been. And last but not least is to develop these guys, develop them in the classroom, develop them off the field, but also develop them on the field. We had a meeting last night with the team. I told the guys, if you like playing football, 
you're not going to enjoy playing for me. You got to love playing football. And I want them to understand it's a big part of it and where we're going. We're going to recruit guys that love playing football, but I'm also proud to be your head coach. I'm so excited about this opportunity and go Cougs. That's how he did the bulk of his press conference. And I have to say, well, I read through that really quickly to talk about it after. Um, it's exactly the kind of thing that I think Houston's want Houston fans want to see, feel, and hear. It feels like, frankly, talking about cultural development, developing them on the field and off the field, and building people up, building the kind of place that people want to be at, feels very different than dismissive cultures of past. We'll just say them cultures of past. We won't name them but it does feel very different because you gotta remember like the previous staff was like well you know we coach them to catch football we coach them to not jump in the false but we coach them to not hold they're just not just sometimes that's what kids their college kids are what they do and this guy is taking a very different approach very different ownership and very much about this we're building a program where kids are going to grow thrive and be developed where kids are going to want to stay and not transfer out just because they didn't play as freshmen or sophomores, the kind of place that's going to continue to grow into a solid program. We talked about on Monday's episode and, frankly, in the who could they hire type of episodes when Fritz's name being tossed around, that he has done this kind of program building at every stop he's had, including stops in the greater Houston area. But I think it was interesting that he pointed out some things that he was I think I got the vibe very proud of, including that stat in the middle of his recruit, retain, develop speech, where he pointed out that of the 133 schools in major division one FBS, division one football at Tulane, they were always in the bottom 10 of people in the transfer portal. That means that not a lot of kids want to leave once he gets them to campus. Obviously when he gets guys that are pros, that changes a lot. Um, he also mentioned in his recruiting, he talked about his son, uh, Westford's being involved with things. Uh, he said they weren't able, this is a quote, we weren't able to get five-star guys. We got one-star guys and two-star guys and saw something in them and developed them into five-star guys. We got 15 guys playing in the NFL right now, and 11 of them, we were their only Division One offer. So clearly, an eye for talent, an eye for potential, perhaps more importantly, and the knowledge of what to do once that talent and potential shows up on campus, right? What else could you be asking for? What else could you ask for when the recruiting ground you're building with, as he pointed out, is the best recruiting ground for college football in all of America, right? And Frank, to know that he can do it with guys that he might not get in those first couple of years, the five-star guy that thinks he's an SEC football player and, you know, a three-and-done going to the pro multi-million NIL deal. He might not get that guy in his first couple of years, but he's telling you he's got the ability to get it done and has the experience of getting it done with guys that are a lot less talented naturally, but very hungry and have the potential. I think that's exactly the kind of mentality that Houston needs because it is a very hungry place. It is a place that's kind of, kind of left behind by big time college football dollars for the last 28 years. And it is really hungry with a ton of potential. That's why he's the home run pick, right? Um, speaking of home runs, I particularly love this metaphor that he said where um, a lot of people start on third and think they hit a home run or I think they hit a triple. Uh, took me a long time to get around the bases. And I finally got a home run by getting this job. 
that's framed for me here at the University of Houston. He's got the talent. He's got the ability. He's got the vision. He understands the cultural development. He understands the program. He understands the area. He understands the city. And time and time again with statements like that, it feels like he's also the guy here for the long haul. I'm a big fan. I have been a big fan. Um, frankly, I was impressed by them at Tulane the last couple of times they played Houston, and obviously last year when they played Houston and won. But I just feel like this is that home run hire we continue to talk about needing. The culture guy, the development guy, the character guy, the discipline guy, and more. Now, there was more than just a creed in this conversation during the press conference. But if you're looking for a little bit more as well, Let's talk about going to game time to get that done because right now at game time, you can find tickets to all kinds of events around the age. I know college football season is not till next fall, and they can sell you tickets to every home game right now. But if you're looking for something more like a last-minute ticket or tickets to anything happening in the present tense, not the future tense, make sure you go to game time down the game time app today. Use code locked on college for $20 off. They have all kinds of different events around town, comedy, theater, music, sports, whatever you're looking for. Then get you last-minute tickets, flash deals, deals on different zones in the venue, easy-to-find tickets to any kind of event in the area, lowest price guaranteed, uh, event cancellation uh, protection, all kinds of different things going into this that are feeling like insurance, as well as make sure you go to Game Time. The Game Time app today and use code Locked On for $20 off. Again, Locked On, get you tw- Locked On College, should say get you $20 off. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, low prices, guaranteed. So there are a number of different ways to take the second segment where I talk about the things he kind of dropped in here that are more than just that creed. But I think one of the things that was interesting that I have to go with first is the authenticity with which he spoke about things like being this family guy. He's very frank and very simple. And I don't just mean that in like, first of all, I mean that in a very positive way, not a pejorative way. I, would, I need a simple football coach. I don't need to hear stories about guys out at clubs at nighttime and those kind of things. I just need to hear about my guy coaching a successful football program. I think Willie Fritz is obviously the guy at 70, at 63, but I think he's also that kind of guy because he points out things like he said, I don't have any hobbies, I guess. I don't fish. I don't golf. I don't hunt. I don't do any of that stuff. I work and I hang out with my family and that's it. And frankly, in a lot of ways, that's nice to hear. <laughs> like, I know that there's some people that would point, well, you know, more interesting guy might have more hobbies to attract. No, he is simple. He's about the work. He's about his family. And that's what he wants that's what he you know that's the kind of simplicity he lives his life with that's a very focused life and frankly he also talked about being very focused on the task at hand and his final week at Tulane where he continued to ask for patience and pushing things off because he wanted to finish his time at Tulane the right way completely focused on the things at Tulane now in switching years to Houston he gets the assignment um, he gets the assignment in a lot of ways that I think we got to like, I don't think he was coached up on this. I think he just understands what the U of H is about because he said in his press conference that Houston's had some great teams 
It's not like it hasn't been done here before. We just want to do it again and do it consistently year after year after year after year. Right? Um, I, I thought that was interesting because he's going to the same history that, honestly, a lot of fans older than myself would tell you about from the Southwest Conference days. Right? He'd go back to that kind of imagery, those kind of teams, that program. He's harking back to that. Right? He also brought up things like planning to win the takeaway battle, this philosophy he has about writing out the plan to win the steps it takes and winning the takeaway battle and Cougars don't beat the Cougars, right? Like don't beat yourself discipline and the opportunity to come to win with all that. Had a bunch of statistics you write off, but you know, 90, 91% of the time we won, we did this 90% of the time we don't want to did that. And they're very simple things that you see Houston Cougar fans clamoring for not throwing interceptions, holding on to the football, not holding, not jumping off sides. Those basic things that, we were told for a handful of years now were just, you know, things that the kids were told but weren't doing. You know, I don't know. He's saying that you can get them to do those things. And I think that's as refreshing here as anything. Um, he also said, and this is, I feel like I'm taking a lot of shots here with what he said, but they all just tie together. He said, um, when asked about offensive scheme, he asked, he said multiple different offensive schemes that have all worked. And he's like, Kind of like, yeah, no, duh. It had that look on his face. He didn't say it. I said, that's the thing I said. But what he said was, you got to see what you have. You know, some people are married to one scheme. And if you don't have the right personnel to run that scheme, you've got problems. We have an overall scheme that we run, run plays, pass plays, all those kind of things. But we tweak it to our talent level. You know what a guy can do well? You want him to do that. What does he not do very good? You keep him away from doing that. Or you get a guy in there who can do it, Right. Simple, simple thing. So you look at like this roster. Parker Jenkins, great running back. Not a great blocker, right? Got better over the course of the season. Didn't start off that way. Finding ways to get him on the field. Stacey Sneed, catch the ball really well out of the backfield. Find a way to get the ball in space, right? Your receiver room that we heard about was so talented, I still maintain is so talented, right? Joseph Manjack, Sam Brown, Matthew Golden, uh, Boogie Johnson, you got uh, Michael Harrison, Pilot Redshirt, you can see him this year. Jonah Wilson, I know Dalton Carnes in the transfer portal, but he may come back because those guys aren't necessarily gone. Those guys, him too, right? Like, you got all these talented wideouts, talented, talented wideouts. So find ways to get them the rock, man. Be multiple. Um, he's talking about those kinds of instances. And again, it's something we've all wanted to see and hear for a long time at this point. Um, I also thought it was interesting and talking about understanding the assignments. He made allusions and ties to the basketball program. The basketball program is the face of the athletic department. As I mean, volleyball is a ton of fun to watch. Highly recommend watching the Houston Cougar volleyball program as it grows under Coach Rear. But I will say that as successful as that volleyball program has been the last two years, and as fun to watch as they are, I know they lost to Stanford. We don't want to think about it. They got away with the fifth set. Getting the fifth set was crazy. As fun as that program is to watch, the face of the athletic program right now is still the basketball program. That's because Kelvin Sampson's built it up that way. And in speaking to a sea of fans and in speaking to the media and in speaking to all of us that watch it at home as well on YouTube, and you can keep replaying it. It's really fun to just keep replaying the Go Cougs part at the start of this speech. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. In fact, let's work on can we get that into the intro somehow. Maybe. Let's figure that out. Um, he no, understands his time though, tied to the basketball program when he said um, 
that he frankly appreciates the how hard the basketball team plays and wants to get this program to play as hard as the basketball program, right? Um, he said that. Let me pull it up. Uh, where'd it go? Uh, where did it go? He, I just had. Oh, um, he said that he watched the games when he was at Tulane. He'd go and watch the games when he was at Tulane, and he was impressed not being a basketball guy that played in high school. That's how he got to this. Um, with how hard the Houston basketball teams played, and he hit that note a couple of different times, and I don't think that's an accident. Right, he knows that's the face of athletics. It's a very successful program on campus. The Final Four two years ago, you know, uh, five Sweet Sixteens in a row. Uh, Elite Eight two years ago. Uh, high hopes this year. They were AP top three yesterday. I think shortly after he had talked. Right, he understands what's happening when he's referencing the basketball program. It's a successful program with Houston Cougars across their or Houston or Cougars across their chest. Right, he recognizes what he's doing there. I I think it's interesting that he's not the only person that connected things to that. Fertitta did as well and his comments later in the spiel um, talked about how like we've had the privilege of having some great talented athletes walk through and just to just hang out on campus. We don't think about Carl Lewis, Akeem Olajuwon, Clyde Dregs, that's Tellman talking now. Um, you know, Elvin Hayes, these guys are just like kind of have a home at U of H. We don't think about them. We take that for granted. And that, you know, Will Fritz, we hope, Willie Fritz, we hope is going to be another one of those Pantheon names or bring in some of those Pantheon names and athletes and so on. Um, now, I will say that I, I think a lot of this also comes into the kind of support he got from the people around him talking. Um, now, obviously, it's a introductory press conference. You always win the press. You certainly should not lose the press conference. So I understand that there'll be naysayers that say, well, of course he's going to sound great then. It's the first press conference. Let's see what happens. Da, 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 da. I feel confident enough in the stuff he's got going, the stuff he's got coming in. But I do think we need to address how the success was supported or the support falling around him. I'm going to talk about that some in a second. But I also want to point out that, you know, at the end of the day, this is a big job hire. And if you are trying to hire somebody for your small business, you want to hit a home run just like the Houston Cougars did with Willie Fritz, you need to go to LinkedIn.com. Use code LockedOnCollege. It LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege is the best place for you to go when you're hiring for your small business because you know that you need as many top-tier candidates to interview as possible. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free, because LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, a billion, B, billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates, so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate in 24 hours. If you can get a Willie Fritz candidate in 24 hours, you've got to do it. you got to do it at LinkedIn Jobs. Switch jobs for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. I said, and my internet's wonky. It's been a late night because I'm dealing with wonky internet. So I'm sorry if I'm going in and out here. I just realized that the thing is kind of low. I said, though, that a big part of this to me was the authentic support that he got from Couture, from Pesman, from Tillman, frankly, from the athletes that showed up as well. Um, you saw 
Chidoze and Nwankwo doing it, little, talking to cameras after the th- after the fact. Every athlete that was there, there was a lot of student athletes there on the football team. Uh, raised their hand when Pesman asked them where they were. A lot of guys there, so their support. Uh, the clips and pics we got from the team meeting on Sunday night were great. I don't talk to that many guys, but I do talk to a couple guys, and they all had very positive things to say about the experience as well. Um, the support is quickly very, very real. Um, he's just, I think he's got that kind of infectious personality because I want to start with Couture's quote because Dr. Couture um, said two different things that I think are really important in showing the kind of support they provide this guy. He said, one, that we as a university have been chasing a dream. A dream to have a national platform for student athletes, a dream to give a sense of pride and encouragement and engagement to all 47,000 plus students, a dream to reclaim what is rightfully ours to be a powerhouse athletic program right here, which is robbed from us 28 years ago. She also gets the assignment, but I think the interesting thing there is that um, this is about putting money into a program to provide an experience for everyone else on campus. And I think that's a really interesting way for a person in Couture's shoes to look at this. This investment into athletics is about creating an environment where everyone enjoys being a Houston Cougar, right? That's why you use it's a school pride thing. Athletics are the front porch of your school, right? And I think that's an interesting thing for her to so vividly say or so clearly say in her uh, I keep want to say post game because I feel like we won in her introductory press conference. She also later said that uh, Fritz will have opportunities like no one else that Houston has had so far. First, we already have the national platform. We're in, we are in the Power Five. We're in the Big 12 from the get-go. Second, we are already an elite academic institution. We rank among the top 75 universities and are headed towards being in the top 50 public universities in the nation. She was also quick to point out that all 12 of the college football playoff teams are public universities, and eight of the 12, the top 12, are in the top 50. I say top 12 because technically Liberty makes it into the college football playoff as the top group of five team, but they're not, but that's a digression. The top 12 are all public schools, right? And so she's connecting the dot there for us that that is very, very much a foreseeable future. And it's Couture. In the last three years, I would say, tell me below if you think I'm wrong with this. I feel like in the last three years, kind of since right before that 2021 season where they went 12 and two and things looked really good, Couture has been saying a lot of things and doing a lot of things that make me feel like she's really, really gotten into the idea of having this true power. That's not to say that she didn't say them before or she wasn't into it before, but I feel like the dial has been turned up since really around the time of the Big 12 announcement. And I think that she sees what this can do for the institution as a whole. And it's nice to have a president of your university that does those things. Similarly, um, Tillman had uh, vocalized his support as well. Uh, He spoke first of these guys, of these folks, I guess Pesman also spoke, but he spoke very quickly. Um, And he said that we didn't settle. We got the man we wanted. And while it's short sweet to the point, with the report that came out of the contracts and stuff afterwards, I feel like we need to point out Tillman is very much about it. 
this. Tailman, I'm sure, is paying the bulk of the buyout that we all talked about that Dan thought was impossible to buy out. No, I said his name. Um, and while he's on, on top of being responsible for that, my concern was at this point, and when I was talking to people and tell me that the firing wasn't going to happen and all those kinds of things, it was like, you know, it's not just the buyout and firing, but having to find new people and pay new people and the cost of that. And I'd be lying to you if I thought that when they fired Dan, that wasn't some part of my head, like they're going to go cheat for three years and try and like find some way for doing all this and then get another guy after that. Right. And they did not, they did not go cheap for the short term contract. As we know it now is five years at four and a half million a year with a bunch of incentives that could make it, you know, up to about a million dollars more if the right things broke the right ways, but four and a half million base. Um, that's in the middle of the big 12 from last season. But as you lose Texas and Oklahoma to outliers in the conference in a lot of ways, financially, you're going to be very quickly in the top third of the conference from as far as paying a head coach goes. That's tremendous. University of Houston moving on to the big leagues and showing out looking like a big league team very, very quickly for the 10 assistant coaches. They're going to pay $6.75 million. Now, most college football teams, have one coordinator making a, just over a million dollars and one coordinator making just under a million dollars. And that's like the power five groups that are like, uh, that's like, you know, your, your cream of the crop, blue blood types. So you have, you know, the OC will make 1.3 and the DC will make, you know, 900 K. And those are like, you know, the bell cows, your coaching staff at $6.7 million for the 10 assistant coaches. You could put a million down for each of those guys and still have nearly 600000 for every position coach. Now, I won't quite break down like that. I'm sure Fritz is going to get higher who he wants to hire and go around and do those kind of things. And as I've said before, I could make a compelling case for keeping Brian Early. I could make a compelling case for keeping Dekeel Schwartz. I could make a compelling case for keeping Imani Gavi. We'll see what Fritz wants to do with that, with their obvious two-lane connection. But at the end of the day, Fritz gets to hire who he wants to hire, and they gave him the tools to do it. They gave the tools to go get two strong coordinators and pay well a full staff around them. That's putting the money where the mouth is. And when Tillman says we didn't settle, we got the that we got the gentleman we want. He's being authentic because if it won the guy they want, they want to put all that money on it. We've seen people be stingy in the past. We're stingy no more. That's a good sign, folks. Things are moving in the right direction. Now, if you think differently, if you think we are being stingy, you think that we could do more, or you had a different take on the press conference, tell me in the comments down below. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Locked On Cooks Day. For a second listen, go listen to Locked On Big 12. Drake's doing a great job, and he likes Fritz Hire as well. He's scared for the rest of the conference, folks. I think that's a good sign. I think that's a good sign. Thank you all again so much for tuning in to Locked On Cooks Day. Locked On Cooks Prime, Locked On Packers. Now, that means your team every day. Go Cooks. Wait, can we get him to say go kooks right there? When I say, no, that'd be cool. That'd be cool.